Welcome to the Extra Point with Sully, Reyes, Jones, and Mr. Buns. What is up? Welcome to this week's episode of the Extra Point Podcast presented by Bleacher Fan Sports. I'm your host, Tommy Buns, here as always with the CEO of Bleacher Fan, Jones, and Sully. And tonight we welcome back Reyes. How are you doing, buddy? Long time. Gracias, gracias. With Thanks, the R. Man. Reyes. Reyes. I like how that, like how that R rolled nice. off the tongue, brother. Yeah. I like that. Nice. Reyes. That was like six back. or seven rolls. That's impressive. You don't even know the half of it. Drives me yeah. wild. Good to be back, man. <laughs> Definitely bringing a lot of World Series Red Sox slander. Although the Red Sox did win me $200, so that mitigates it a little bit. Hey, the Red Sox got me out of my hole Sunday night, too. So they clinched, <laughs> and they got me out of my hole for the weekend. So it was a good weekend all around. And that's right where we're going to start. I know Dave's going to love every second of this. The 2018 Boston Red Sox, not only were the best regular season team. They were the best goddamn postseason team, too. They won the World Series four games to one on Sunday night against the Dodgers. Clinched it out in L.A. Couldn't be happier for this team. Just a dominant, dominant series in all three series, to be honest. I mean, every team could only win one game against them. It was beautiful for me to see. Beautiful culmination of an excellent season. Best season in Red Sox history. Not ready to say best team in Red Sox history because there's some other teams that always hold that special place in my heart with the things that happened in the playoff run, things they battled back against. But this team is up there. It was a great season. We're putting the MLB to rest, but just had to shout out my world champion, Boston Red Sox, one last time. Um, just real quick, though, what would you guys think about the World Series? Um, it, was it was boring. It was, yeah, I mean, yeah. I mean, honestly, <laughs> it, was. it was boring. And I, I will say this, though. The Sox came into the playoffs. Everybody, you know, I, I knew a lot of Sox fans were like, oh, this bullpen, this bullpen, that. And out of nowhere, I mean, Cora brings in fucking starters to pitch. Evaldi played a huge part in the playoffs, in the World Series. That, that what? how many games <laughs> did he pitch that game? Like six? Six. He went six, yeah. five, was... five and two-thirds scoreless. It's of sudden death baseball. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, my, my main takeaway, even though, like, you had some talent. I mean, what Cora did this year was he was a magician. He was – I give him an A-plus for this year, how he managed games, everything. That's my main takeaway from this, everything. Cora. Yeah, I mean, I, I, you got to get handed to them. I thought they were going to be lesser of a team in the playoffs than they were um, in the regular season. Everyone knows it's a different animal. And, uh, you know, I think like many people, I thought their bullpen was going to – struggle uh more than it did but you know like anthony said cora made moves that kind of kept their weaknesses in their bullpen uh mitigated as much as he could um so you know you got to hand it to them um but cora can still suck on it Cora, <laughs> I, I mean that was that was one of the best that was one of the best coaching that was probably the best rookie coaching performance i've probably seen in sports i think for a year i mean I think Steve Carr won it with them the first year, I believe, right? He did, but I mean, that, yeah, doesn't, he did. that doesn't compare to this to me, for me personally. Um, like, in regards to the moves you make in the bas- in basketball compared to coaching in baseball, I, I, like, 
the moves. Similar situations, though. A lot of talent, like overwhelming talent, and walking into a team that virtually didn't change from the year before. Um, yeah, yeah, but you, I just he was the only big there's a lot in baseball today. There's so many more, and like a lot, a lot of basketball, like they're just playing. Like you call plays, but a lot of it in baseball, there's so many more decisions. Whether from the fifth inning on, <clears throat> even in the National League, when it comes to double switching and from pulling in the starters to you know having different pitchers pitch different games, there's so many more managerial decisions. Like you know, with lineups in basketball, they don't really change much unless you have an injury or occasionally for an adjustment, but just throughout setting up the lineman every day, a lineup every day to the pitcher, to using the starting to, like you said, mitigate that bullpen. I mean, it's the best, it's the best job I've seen someone do in some time. I mean, maybe, maybe it's more credit to Cora and the job he did this year, but they've, they've done studies based on lines and, and Vegas that a manager, Baseball manager averages uh, uh, an effect of plus or minus four games. Wow! Uh, is that which is, is that the, right which is the least the which is the least in sports? Uh, I I don't buy it though. I don't I don't. How is that relevant to the game today though? With how much the game has evolved to where it is today, where I'm saying that Cora, uh, that's probably a, a more of a compliment to Cora because he clearly has made more of an effect more than that. that yeah. And, but and, I, no, I'm just saying. I know the information is more from the past. I'm saying just for baseball today. I don't know more and more. The, the manager is more important today than it was even three years ago, two years ago. Regard to pitchers not going as far to having um, starters pitch in the bullpen now. And yeah, and, and Gary was saying he did do a great job. But other than Cora, as I'm putting my contact back in as it fell out, um, I would say the two things that stuck out to me was. Fight Club Joe Kelly really <laughs> came to came to just fucking fuck. I mean, this guy had I think an eight ERA in September, and thank God Cora brought him back on the roster after not having him originally because that guy was lights out. You couldn't touch him. Um, want the Mets to take a look at him? He's got he throws gas. And then David Price, we you can't go this year. He could have easily been the MVP. Um, David Price basically lights out in the two games he started, came in relief in one, didn't pitch great, got got up in the bullpen in one or two others. He was everything and more you could ask for. Um, we talked about it last episode, you know, will the doubters be silenced? They're silenced now. I mean, Big time. Maybe, maybe the Yankees still own him in Yankee Stadium. Sure, you, you might have that card, but in regards to I mean, the he one ring, him not so being, it, yeah, yeah, him not being able to pitch in the postseason, I think that's, gone to bed he's he did it he did it as a reliever he did it as a starter against some of the best competition the Ast- the astros the dodgers he really brought and uh, it's not to name a third guy but steve pierce really um what an acquisition by by boston front office i mean uh, he was at quietly having a good year for toronto and he without him who knows this the series world series may go seven games with him without how about him. the fucking astros like what a dud they threw up. Like, yeah. they were the hottest team in baseball going into the playoffs and the first round. You know, yeah, they like, swept the, the Indians. Second, the yeah. second they started talking all that shit, I know it was over. When they started. Oh, yeah. yeah. Right. You, right. you can't. This right. is one thing you can't do. It's like, come on, you, man. You can't give this team bulletin board material. 
and it happened three times. I Aaron mean, the Judge, Dodgers. Do- Aaron Judge learned. He won't Aaron do that again. Judge learned. Alex Bregman learned. And then after the Dodgers take 18 innings to beat the Red Sox in the they worst game they played the damage, all the right? season. Yeah, damage done. That was dumb, and, then, and I called it. I said, and, I'm like, you don't do that. I'm like, you <laughs> don't do that. Like, we have, have we not learned anything? And who, I mean, there's rumors that, Al, uh, that Aaron Judge didn't do that, whoever. Someone in the Yankees thing did it. And anyone who from a Yankee fan, I'm not saying anyone here, is getting offended from the Red Sox playing that in their win victory. That was just just revenge from yeah. obviously what we just talked I mean, about. It was it's revenge just, from a hundred years of nineteen eighteen chance. I'll say this. I'll, I'll say yeah, this. I mean, I, oh, I, I think we yeah, feel the ahead. same way about it that that they felt about it when when it was done to them. Like it's just like okay, all right. It became we a heard you. Let's, yeah, yeah we'll let's go. All right. Exactly. And it became but, a But I'm saying you guys that. started in the fact that you guys started that type of, um, I don't know what the word for it is, but I mean, it's always a rivalry, but that you it, elevated. It started the, with the 86 years shit. We kept chanting 86 years, 86 <laughs> years, and then they won. And then it went from that to 27 rings, 27 I'm rings. I'm saying just, I'm yeah. just saying to this year right now, I'm just saying okay. in this series, I'm saying, I'm saying once you did that, you awoke the sleeping giant. And they can laugh their ways to the victory. And then obviously the thing is they got 18 more to go. And I think that's I think that's a a very poor card to play if you're the Yankees. We're going I, on history. I'll tell you right now, I hate the whole and I, I've gone on here and I'm probably not the popular opinion, but I hate the whole oh, we got the twenty something rings versus you know, they have nine, is it now? Nine? Yeah. yeah nine. So yeah. I, it just bugs me because the argument is right on their part. Like, since 2004, they've won, what, three now? That was the fourth. <laughs> four. Four. four, and we've won one in the last fucking 20 years. 15 years. Yeah. yeah like, well, 15. <laughs> but it's just, I, I get it. You know, we can't really, I, at least that's not my style, but hey, to each to his own. Right? Like, uh, that's like, to me, that's one of the most old age, or age old, like, uh, convos in, or debates in sports, like, and it's just the in terms of like talking about history and it's just it, it's human nature that everyone is going to argue or bring up the point that caters to them most. Like, yeah, the Yankee, the Red Sox won this year. All you're going to hear from Yankees fans is got rings, like 27 titles, like, yep, good weight to catch up. Let's say the Yankees win next year. Every Boston fan is going to be saying, oh, we've got four in the last, you know, 10 years, 15 years. So like, yeah, okay, congrats, you have one. It's like, so you, it just, to me, I've like, I've thought, I've been on both sides of it and I've, I, I've been mad at both other sides of it and I've realized how like hypocritical it is of me and of all the fans and how also at the same time somewhat uh, unpreventative it is for fans of franchises with that have had a lot of success historically or recently. Um, and I don't know, it annoys me because I don't know how to, perceive it myself i don't know how to react to other people when it happens because you get it when you when you're a fan of a team like the red sox and the yankees especially now you you've lived both sides so it's hard to really and you've you've acted on both sides i've said it i've said 27 rings and i've said you know i've said the the recency stuff in 2009 you know so it's it, it it i don't know it's it's a it's something i struggle with and it and it's something I, I try not to bring up, you know, it's it, both because both points are valid. Like yeah. if you it depends on what you're talking about right now. If you're talking about all time, it, you know, it's yeah. both. 
it's and, a it's an unwinnable war essentially. And, and yeah, you know what it, never what, what it what really got me is all right, the Niners, one of the most successful football franchises of all, of all time. As a Pats fan, I could be like, yo, you guys haven't won shit in forever. They could be like, oh, we have five rings. And their last ring was in 94. So they can't really talk about that shit. So when I started realizing it, like, all right, we sound fucking it's ridiculous. Like the, it's like that with the Cowboys even more so. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. I, I think what the to me, you have to be able to, like, to be able to play both sides of that, you have to be a fan of a team like the Red Sox or Yankees yep. that has both had recency success and historic success Histor- exactly. to, some, to some level. Like the Cardinals are another one. The Giants are another one in baseball. Yeah. Um, and even the Giants in football and the Patriots and the Steelers and the, yeah. the Packers. The Packers. Like yep. those are teams that have won in the last 10, 15 years and have been in contention to win and also have storied histories. So those yeah. – like. If you're coming at me, like if you're coming at me as the fucking, uh, you know, the Philadelphia Eagles that won for the first time last year, yep. like to me as a Giants fan or a Patriots fan, the history argument counts against you because you don't have any history. Yeah, you're one. You're one. And there's fucking, no consistency oh, at all. Yeah, it's like okay, yeah, great, you won last year. N- catch up, like welcome. If they, to- if, they, if they won this year, which they're not going to, but if they win back to back, now it's a different story. Now you're looking okay, at a dynasty. Welcome to the dance, exactly. So but, welcome to the yeah, dance. Yeah, but but I, I completely agree in, in that regard. That's a good point. That Eagles fans, like like you see, Dimitri gets too cocky. Like he like he comes like I can even talk. I'm like like I don't talk. Like my teams, the Jets and Mets and the Heat, I have some you know. But the Mets and the Jets, my New York teams, I, I can't say anything. Like, they're awful. And, like, I, and you have Dimitri saying, you have the same amount of rings as the Jets. I don't speak. Obviously, we haven't had anything in recent history. But yeah. I'm not going to be like, yeah, I won the third Super Bowl, even though his was more recent. It's like, we have the same amount of Super Bowls. You don't talk yeah. with one Super Bowl. It's just it's just because you're going to get stomped on, deservedly so. I mean, it's just – yeah. And, Especially this year, <laughs> and, and same Tom, thing with Cowboys yeah. fans. If Cowboys fans are talking, like all rings, like all right, shove that up your ass. Like, like, like you guys 90s, haven't, yeah. you didn't even see any of them. <laughs> mediocre team the last fifteen years, like literally like eight and eight, seven nine, nine and seven every year. Not awful, just average every year. That's what they are, give or take. Yeah, the Cowboys are they're a great example of this. Like Cowboy, you can't talk until you win again. If you guys win next year or the year after. Then we or can even, start, or even if you make the Super Bowl, at least it's some sort of success. Something it's some, exactly. It's something, but if you're if you're not making the playoffs or you're you know like just average team, it's like sure, yeah, bro. I and, mean, and even where to, to take it to take it to a step further, the fans who just don't know their roster, like you guys know, like Ariel or whatever, he was trying to chirp me. I'm like, bro, you don't even know you're starting nine. Or like Dude, it happened football. on Michael K today. You don't know like, come it on, bro. On the, a, a, jet, a, a, a jet fan literally said Robbie Anderson. He's on the DL, right? And then he said Matt Forte. Like, Matt Robbie Forte, Anderson. what? Yo, Don, you need to see it. Don LaGreco freaked out on him. He, like, he lost his cool probably a little bit too much. And Michael and Peter were like, ah. They're like, I don't know if you should have done that. It was entertaining, but it was a lot. Like, the guy was genuine. He thought he was trolling. The guy was genuine. He was like, oh, you could listen to it. Matt Forte. This, and he was like, Robin, he, he was like, the guy was just shot. Like, he was an idiot. Like, that's what they were saying. Like, they thought he was just dumb. And Don's like, I'm not going to call him. Don called him a loser. <laughs> he literally lost his lid. He hasn't lost it. Like, <laughs> oh, Jesus. Long. That's I fair. I lost it since Ed Cranepool. 
<laughs> I, like I, I'm fine with that. I, I think he, you know, you can't be. This is the like, fucking no, major leagues, it, bro. No, he, he like decimated Dom. He like he, he no, cause, cause Don thought he was trolling him. That's why he freaked out and called him a loser and went off. Meanwhile, the other, the other two, they're like, he's just dumb, which we know he was. But like, it was entertaining as hell because he, he's like, yeah, he's like, I got to put on a show, which is true. Yeah. But like, yeah, it was, it was just funny. Like, it's it, true. And, and even just to end, um, Tom, going back to you, um, one one last thing I want to say, too, is Cora, the way he handled all the personalities and just kept the, his finger on the button the whole year and how he used the do damage, uh, the judge shit, you know, the New York, New York, everything was bulletin board material, as you said, and it was just a good, the whole year basically was a huge bonding experience for the Red Sox, and they just became, they became basically one, bro, like, they, they fed off each other. So that's when you saw when one produced well, somebody else did something. So it was it was cool to see as much oh. as I fucking hate the Sox. Yeah. Cool and, 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 and side note, just uh, just in general, and I could say it's for Aaron Boone too, I think Alex Cora is just an awesome guy. Like, I just love yeah, Alex Cora. They love him. The he just seems like him. a great dude. And Aaron Boone does too. I love Aaron Boone even. Aaron Boone's a great – like, they both just seem like great people, like people you'd enjoy their company. So, easy to easy yeah. to relate to. They're former players for those teams. They're younger guys. They're the players, players, coaches. I said this. I said this at the beginning of the season. It's not old man Farrell out there talking to these guys trying to relate to Xander yeah. Bogarts and Mookie Betts. Yeah. It's yeah. Alex Cora who is Talk a Spanish guy who Talk can relate to Xander Bogarts and Dobbert, exactly. Devers and Nunez. It's like it's it's literally a whole new world. But. That's going to be it for the MLB for a little while. We'll obviously keep you guys updated with um, any free agent signings that happen, any trades that happen, anything worth talking about, we will talk about. But that is going to put baseball talk into moratorium for a little bit. And now, Good word. thank you, man. I've been trying to – I'm trying to Don't let, my, don't let D hear you. Don't yeah, let D right? hear you, right? <laughs> <laughs> you remember that song? <laughs> what does he say again? What did he? You remember he when say? when he told when you said egregious, and he was like, "So why are you saying that? Like that's too much." Yeah, of a big I'm word. trying to think of what he said specifically, but yeah, I said egregious, and apparently that was that was too much. <laughs> big of a word, the doctorate <laughs> of physical therapy. Apparently, in one of our chats, I'm the grammar police right now, Dave. Did you see what oh, the the thing? Oh, yeah, yeah, you. Are, that's that's a that's a gold picture. That's a great one. This is what <laughs> well, the grammar police looks like, Sully. You're good at defending yourself. I have to say that. But well, can I defend this wall? <laughs> oh my god! Oh, there we go. Just ruins the intro. There we go, Tom. No, Dave, it wasn't ruined. That was gold. That was Tom, gold. I, I love the segue, Tom. I love the segue. Well, Anthony, you're gonna love this. You get to go first, A through All right, C. Let's do it. Uh, A. A. A for Anthony. Anthony. <laughs> yep. Oh, Anthony. <laughs> hey, yo, yo, Tony. Rest. The Mets' new GM will oh. turn around the franchise. The Mets' GM, who happens to represent about 30% of the players as an agent. Kind of a conflict of interest there, but whatever. Three players. All right, three players. <laughs> All right, give me the timer. I'm just going to finesse the shit out of this right now. All right, whenever you're ready, go for I it. I wish I got this. All right. All right, I think he could turn around the 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 lineup, the clubhouse, everything. Why? Because he's an agent. He, he has a majority of the clients there. He has about like five or six, seven clients there. And he just knows the players. He knows what they want. He's going to talk to the guys in the clubhouse. He's going to see what's, what's going on, what they think. He's going to take their, uh, what they think into consideration. And I think he's going to be able to talk to the Wilpons who are cheap 
sons of bitches who don't like to spend money and he's gonna try to he's gonna sweet talk them he's gonna get into their ear he's gonna whisper sweet nothings we should do this we should do that and i think by him being an agent and just having a good repertoire with certain players out there and other agents he might be able to have people take pay cuts or whatever to come over to the mets um they won't have to waste all that much money make jeff wilpon happy and he will, he, although he has no experience, he's a young guy, student of the game, and he's going to do whatever he can to turn around this roster. How much more time do I got? Or am I good? You, you had a little bit more, but it's your first week back. We'll cut you All some right, slack. Right. We'll cut Sully, you some how slack. did I do defending okay. your nuts? Good, good. The only thing I want to say, you, you, did, you did fine. The only thing I want to say, though, is this Mets roster going forward, I think, is a lot better than people think. With when with Zach, if Zach Wheeler is pitching at an ace like he is, Zach Wheeler had the best ERA post, um, better than Jacob Degrom, best ERA post All Star break. He was the best pitcher in baseball. Like Zach Wheeler has found something. If he can do that, if we can have Zach Wheeler a healthy Noah Syndergaard, Jacob Degrom, that's one of the best one two threes in baseball with Steven Matz and then a Steve, uh, a Seth Lugo or. A gazelleman as the fifth starter, the other guy in the bullpen. Obviously, we need some bullpen help. There's like some good pieces. McNeil, I don't know if you guys know uh, McNeil. He batted like 325. Um, Nimmo had a higher war than John Carlos Stanton. Like, there's like good pieces on the Mets, low key. And like, obviously, the Cespedes injury, we need him healthy. Conforto really came live. I just, I just think there's a lot of young talent that really had a great second half that they can build off of. I'm not saying win 95 games, but. Just like getting into the players a little more. I think there's there's some potential there. I like it. I like it. Sully, since you just went on your little tirade, you don't get yeah. to go second anymore. Sorry. B, uh, B, it's B or C? <laughs> uh, C. C. Dave, the Eagles, after the trade deadline, are now the clear favorite to win the <laughs> NFC East. <laughs> All right. I feel like Dave always gets something about, like, the Red Sox. He, he does. He pick, he like a rival wrong. team. Yeah, I'm not Look at, I'll show you guys. See, oh, you can't see. Yeah, CC Eagles. Yeah, Eagles, that's great. I, I believe I you. Cheat. All right, let's run it. Go um, the Eagles obviously made uh, big upgrades to their offense at the trade deadline. Uh, their team that's clearly underperformed thus far. Um, I, to be honest, I thought they overperformed last year to get to where they were. But um, I think you know they. The, the division is terrible. It's probably the worst division in football. Um, and the Redskins are the Redskins are better. I had the Redskins finishing fourth. So um, the Redskins, I, I'm still not a full believer in them. I think the winner of this division could be eight and eight, nine and seven. Um, so, you know, they, Philly has just as much talent as anyone in the division, if not more, unarguably, um, especially on offense. Uh, Ertz and Golden Tate up the middle, uh, that's going to be – insane assuming they keep Aguilar on the outside but Aguilar might be rendered useless at this point um but at the end of the day they got a lot of toys and weapons for Carson Wentz um they've got two solid backs sharing the, the backfield right now even with JGI out um so you hope that one of those guys can stay healthy and kind of break out in Smallwater Clement and then you just open up the field so much for Wentz um you know Tate is someone who can go who can get yards after the catch he can run slants he can go deep um, so he just brings a lot of versatility to that offense. So to be honest, just based on the rest of the division <laughs> and and how much more diverse they got on offense by just adding Tate, I think there's just as, just as much chance as any that, that the Eagles win the division. 
Good job, Sorry. Dave. Good job. Um, Sully just disappeared from the Skype chat, so we uh, we need to fill a couple seconds till he signs back in. Hopefully, um, <laughs> you know that What's was his, the second time. What's second time it's happened. Oh, there he is. There he is. Here we go. Sully, you with us? I'm back. I don't know. It just turned off. Whatever. But yeah, man. at least I see you again because before I was zoomed in on your forehead. And I didn't want to say anything. <laughs> On mine? Oh, that's on a yours. Sometimes, like, you know, too. me, technology, sometimes shit just goes awry. Yeah. You know? But, yeah. Uh, well, I'll tell you something where I awry. add something like being a condescending <laughs> douchebag? It was good, Dave. I just say, watch out for Josh Adams, the running back on the Eagles. He's good. He's big time at 60-something rushing yards, the rookie. And Alshon Jeffrey, he's another guy. that I been... mentioned Jeffrey. He did. Was that after I, I, I went out? It might Probably. Have been. Yeah, probably. But, so, um, yeah, I'll, I'll take the L for that. Well, hopefully you don't take an L on this one. Sully, ESPN, <clears throat> they came out with their way too early power rankings for the 2019 oh, MLB season. 2019 MLB season, way too early power rankings came out. We got the Astros, Yankees, Dodgers, Red Sox, Indians, and then Cubs. Is it, this is right, right, Sully? Tell me this is right. I don't understand what you're asking me. I'm asking you to defend the fact that ESPN correctly ranked these teams for the All 2019 right, say, season. Yeah, say it again for me. All right. So it's the Astros, the Yankees, the Dodgers, the Red Sox, the Indians, and the Cubs are the top six in that order. So where are the Red Sox? Third. Fourth. Fourth behind the three teams that couldn't win more than one game against them not three <laughs> weeks ago. And so the Dodgers are third, Yankees are, fir- Yankees are second, Astros first. Right. <laughs> All right, I got Have this. Have at it. All right, well, starting off with the Houston Astros, don't really know what happened with them, but they were a team that looked like they were destined for the World Series. They had all the talent in the world. Um, I think those rankings, as weird as it sounds, I think it's presumptive on Marwin Gonzalez coming back. I think they're going to need him back. Um, I think they they might add some bullpen depth, but they man, they looked really good all year, and they really didn't have many bumps on the road the second half of the year other than against the Red Sox. So, um, you know, with Verlander, you know, Morton, Keuchel, all those guys, um, Cole, if they can replicate that, they'll have, they have the best starting rotation pretty much. Um, with the Yankees being a two, I think that's also relying on free agency. I think that's pretty much saying they'll get Machado or Harper, which is definitely possible. I think if they get one of them, it'll be Machado. If they get Machado, you know, that very well could put them ahead of the Red Sox. Um, they And, you know, I could see them retaining someone like David Robertson in the bullpen. They re-signed Gardner. I mean, that lineup would just be disgusting. Machado, uh, Judge, you know, all those guys. And Voight potentially get uh, Patrick Corbin as well as Paul Goldschmidt. So they really could even be the number one team, team if all those things fall into place for them. The Dodgers... Once again, I mean, even if they lose Manny Machado, it's possible that they could get Bryce Harper. I think they're one of the top third candidate for him. So they really have two chances at this as well. It's not really, I, and I think Kershaw will come back as well, um, either for the same price or a different price. I don't think he's too. Um, I don't think he's too attractive to a lot of teams. I think that's a, a marriage that will continue somehow. So. Um, all these teams can pretty much add a good amount of free agency other than the Astros, which don't really need much. Um, my only real gripe would be, I guess, they put the Red Sox a little bit lower. But the Red Sox could lose people like Avaldi, Kelly, and some of the batters. Maybe Bradley had a lot of clutch hits in the playoffs. You're not going to 
I don't think it'll be likely that he'll have that many clutch hits in a postseason. I don't think he's that good a hitter, as he showed in the postseason. It was a little bit of an anomaly. So um, they could regress a little bit. Alex Cora could make some more mistakes just on pure chance of not being perfect like he was this year, and that could give them some regression. So there. I went over, but whatever. <laughs> we're, we're used to it, Sully. It's okay. Um. Yeah, no, you guys all did good as usual, you know. Oh, Sully just fucking left again. Didn't like anything I had to say. <laughs> well, <laughs> alrighty then. Right what? then. You know what? <laughs> I love it. On my Skype. Yeah, Sully, your Skype's not cooperating tonight. But you know what is cooperating? The NFL putting together a great Week 9 matchup set between some great teams. We got the Saints and the Rams going head-to-head. Two best teams in the NFC. We got the Packers and the Patriots. Potential Super Bowl matchup if the Packers can pull it together in the second half and the Patriots continue to progress in the way that they have the past few weeks. Aside from this Monday night game. That Monday night game was fucking atrocious. Good cover, though. They did cover. And then, you know, we have Steelers-Ravens, always a good divisional matchup. But um, what do you guys think about this Rams-Saints? you think the Rams stay undefeated through this week? No. And it's not because I don't buy buy the Rams, but the Rams have the 16th best run defense in the league, and the Saints have the best run defense in the league. So I'm going to go with that one. Saints also have one of the worst passing defenses in the league. Well, and Cooper Cup comes back. But I, I'm going to stick with Kamara and Ingram to bring him home. And the addition of Eli Apple, your boy Dave, to, you know, help help some, help them out a little bit. I think the Saints win that game, but I think it's absolutely wild that you still don't buy the Rams. I mean, they, they, they could win 15 games this year. They have the best running back in football. They have the best wide receiver trio. They have a quarterback who's perfect for the system. Their defense is underperformed. They're getting... Uh, good town Fowler. They have. Uh, they're going to get to uh, to lead back. Um, I I don't understand how you don't buy the Rams. I like. I mean, buy, it, don't buy them. You think they're going to lose in the first round of the playoffs? Like, uh, I don't think they're going to make it to the NFC championship. That's wild. It is. That's, who's gonna, who's listen, gonna that means they lose their first game. No. Yeah. That means they lose their first game. I think they're going to lose the divisional game. All right, well, maybe we can bet on that or something because I definitely think that you're a little bit preview right now. What? This could be a playoff preview. Yeah. Well, I I don't think so. No, I don't. Not in the first round. I think the Saints. I think the Saints and and Rams are both going to be the one and two seeds. Whether either way you slice it, I mean, if the Saints win, if the Saints win this game, they'll they'll be tied with them and have the tiebreaker. But I don't see anyone else. You know, Pat, I love Carolina this year, as I said, but uh, they're not going to have a better record than the Saints this year, I don't think. So I don't I don't think they – I think they're most likely both going to have buys. But, the, you know, who knows? We'll have to see. But I think, you know, the Patriots game, that's going to be great. You know, the, the two the two GOAT 12s, number 12s. and um, Who have spent all week just blowing each other. Yeah, really. This is just a complete blow-off. Like, <laughs> They've literally been where's like, the fight oh, in this? No. Tom Brady's like, oh, he's definitely the greatest. And Rodgers is like, oh, five Rodgers is like, he's got five rings. End of conversation. And it's like, uh, um... Aren't you guys playing this week? Shouldn't you guys be a little... Have a little bit more competitive spirit in you rather than just sitting there. Blow each other after the game. 
I, yeah, I, I mean, I like I like it at first. I'm like, that's cool at first, and then I'm like, this is this is just a word I can't say on air. Yeah, it is. <laughs> it, it reminds like, me of when they used to hype up the Peyton and Brady rivalry, and then they both came on and said, "Well, we're actually friends," and then that just went to shit. It's fine; they can be friends, and I'm sure Rodgers and Brady are friendly or whatever. But I mean, the goal is to win this week, right? Like. Like yeah, like like how about put show some confidence in your defense? Like he's great, but I think you know I like our chances this week. Something as simple as that. Like yeah, I mean they're definitely all these pleasantries. They're they're gonna come out and try to beat the shit out of each other though, because one wants to one up the other. Yeah, deep down they 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 yeah. they're ultra competitive. I mean Rodgers has been on one leg and he's been better than like you know ninety percent of the quarterbacks as usual. Yeah, no, it's that definitely be a very entertaining game. I think it'll be uh, similar to the uh, Kansas City game. I don't think either of these defenses are all that great. I think it's going to be another shootout. Between yeah, I think these it'll two. be a shootout too. I don't, I don't, I don't foresee the defenses. And you know, the Packers lost. Haha, Clinton Dix. I was just about to say that's right. Yeah, and they they traded uh, Montgomery. Not that he was really doing much, but oh, Montgomery's such a waste. Other than block pass protection, he's just a waste. I mean. I was actually I actually took Mike McCarthy's side in that, and that's very rare for me to take Mike McCarthy's side in anything. But what an what an idiot Montgomery is! Seriously, like yeah, I don't he even... went again. Uh, he went against the coach's orders. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. That's why I take McCarthy's side. Like you, like it's just like first of all, he's not a good returner. So it's it's not like if you're a Devin Hester, if you're a quarter hour Patterson, even someone with history, five six touchdowns. All right. Maybe you're a veteran that's had success. Maybe you let him get a chance. Ty Montgomery is not a good returner even. So it's like, why? what are you doing? And if they get that ball, they're beating the Rams. They are going to beat the Rams because they're going to get at least a field goal. Yeah, They will 100% get a field goal. They'll get 35, 40 yards with Aaron Rodgers. Which would have which would have hit the over, which would have been nice instead of that fucking bum girly taking it down. Why'd you bring that up, Sully? I'm all heated about that again. Oh man. That over was a lock. That over was a goddamn lock. And then Gurley It actually wasn't looking good for most of the game and then they just started The second yeah. half they went off. They started the second half they went off. I mean touchdowns. Jones had Gurley in fantasy. I had him in fantasy. I mean people I mean I like, lost because yeah. of what? Him. No, Jones, you didn't lose because you lost by more than six. I'm not letting you get away with that. You lost by like 18. Should we go saying, to two? Mentally. But, but mentally, you, you lost. You mentally lost. I mean, I, I obviously, mentally, I, I lost money too. Points. I could have won by, in my league, I could have won by, you know, 60 instead of 50. But well, Yeah, but I, lo- but, I, I lose I lose at bet money too. No, I, I, I know. Looking back on it, I was, I was really questioning this. Everyone was like, "Oh, it's such a smart decision." It, it, I guess it makes more sense now. I thought there was like twenty seconds left when he took the knee. There was actually like fifty seconds, so I guess there's a way where they could have come back. But still, if he scores the touchdown, the game's really over. Like, I mean, if you're up, I mean, you know, Greg Zerlin's not going to miss the extra point. That's an automatic to me. He's not going to miss the extra point. Like. Like, so I'm going to say they're up nine with 50 seconds to go. Like, the game's over. Like, like in that And then that opinion, you think about it, like, oh, it's smart. But, like, let's say he, he runs in and scores a touchdown. And then Greg Zerline misses the extra point. They somehow march down the field in 50 seconds and tie it up. The, the blame's not going on Gurley for take, not taking a knee on the three-yard line. The blame's going on Zerline for not hitting the fucking extra point. 
Like it's true. It's true. Yeah, yeah. Gurley's yeah, a selfish yeah. son of a bitch. Playing, is what he is. And like, and like, uh, sorry, like, uh, like people like on ESPN they praise everyone. Oh, for being such an unselfish player. Like, no, be selfish. Get Sean Alexander's record. Go get it. Right, he still got it. Right, it's Sean Alexander over LT. Right, he's got it's LT. No. Yeah, it's LT. It's LT. I, I get him confused. Whatever, but like, go get that record. Like, like, yeah, like that's greatness. Like, that's something you don't see every year. Like, fans want to see that. Like, like everyone wants to see it. Honestly, unless you had the under or the Packers, but still, like, you want to see greatness. You want to see Todd Gurley's one of the best running backs. He's just a fucking great running back. Like, we want to see people break records. Like, don't be that type of player. Like, Mac. McVeigh's not going to ream into you for doing that. Like you're, he's a player's coach. Like stop. He's trying. You know, he's the he's the a, a a student trying to get an A plus. Like just stop. Like like he he's stop. Yeah. Go you know home. Who did that? I, I'm pretty sure it was Willis McGahee some years ago on the Ravens. Stopped at the one yard line. He and did do that. Went fucking crazy over there. I remember actually. I don't know why, but I do remember yeah, that. It was it's just something that stuck in my head, but that was insane. Speaking it's, of it Ravens, has happened right, before. Tom? It has happened before, but but with the, so many ramifications between fantasy over under and this it was the spread, the over under and fantasy on top. So you just had the whole world. And then what he did after with like saying like fuck fantasy owners or whatever, like <laughs> not smart dude. I uh, hope Todd Gurley never scores another touchdown again. I, well, let's not go at it. No, get I, out of hand I'm never yeah. touching yeah, the Rams. Yeah. There's I'm some people who have them on teams involving man. the Rams. Yeah, I mean, let's let's limit it to no more than five touchdowns a week. That's fair. <laughs> yeah, he's a scumbag. Oh, I fucking hate him. He's he's made my list. Unless we have the under, <laughs> then then two. Yeah, then two. You just but need the list. Those. Those games are going to be great. I like I said before, the Ravens Steelers. I think will be a great matchup. Those guys hate each other. That's a <laughs> rivalry. That's the tale as old as time. Always a great time when they match up. But you I know Ben Roethlisberger's never thrown for three hundred yards against the Ravens at, in Baltimore. For, since two thousand four, fourteen years, never done it. I believe that. And wait, I mean, wait, say uh, that again. He's never Roethlisberger's never thrown for three hundred yards against Baltimore on the road. On the road, okay. Yeah, I believe that. Still, are you talking 14, what, maybe 15 matchups they met in the playoffs once? That's that's, that's crazy a for a Hall, a Hall of Fame quarterback. It is crazy, and John Harbaugh was very pissed about their performance against the Panthers, so I could see the Ravens' defense coming out and being pretty strong. They're allowing the fewest yards and fewest points, I'm pretty sure, of it this year. Although now that I think about it, it's not that insane because Ben Roethlisberger didn't start throwing the football until like his eighth year. <laughs> That's so true. Yeah, he, he, was, like, he was. So uh, he, was he, balls, he was throwing the ball less than twenty times a game. Like what? Hey, hey! If we're gonna be fair, Tom Brady didn't really either his first few years. You're oh, right. We're being fair. We could talk all about that too. <laughs> we, I mean, I think I think in the one Super Bowl he threw for with the first one, it was like one hundred ninety-five yards, like. Not even 200. He threw it, damn, Sully left again. But he threw it a good bunch. He threw it more than 25 times. Yeah, but not for yards. He didn't have, Oh, no. Like, I, yeah, I he mean, He had less than NFL, 200 yards for one touchdown yeah, in the first. Yeah, for sure. No, 100%. And, I mean, at that time, the NFL just wasn't like that. You know what I'm saying? It was just all run, defense, defense, defense. Um, Yeah. Yeah, well, that brings us to our uh, Bleacher Bookie best bets for the week. Mm-hmm. I went... uh. 
0 for 2 because of that scumbag Todd Gurley <laughs> last week. Wasn't happy about that at all. I figured at, at worst, at worst, they were going to get stopped on third down and they were going to have to kick the field goal on fourth. That's what I thought. You know, I figured I was getting at least the two points I needed to hit that over. But no, you know, it doesn't work out that way. It doesn't work out. But the chase, that's what keeps you coming back. And you know what keeps us coming back is winning some money, which is what we're going to help you do. I'll yeah. lead it off, fellas. My over this week or over under this week is going to be that Sunday night matchup between the Packers and the Patriots. Predicted it to be a shootout. I'm taking the over 56 and a half there. I think that'll hit pretty easily. Last time they had a Sunday night matchup against 56 and a half. 56 and a half. Last time they had a Sunday night matchup, it was 60 and they scored 83 combined points. I did not take that and I knew I should have. I will not be fooled by my my fear of the over again, and I'm going to take that over 56 You said that last week, Tom. I know, and look, it would – and it, Sully, it should have hit. It should have hit know, Todd Gurley. I know, but I agree scumbag. with you this week. I do agree. Todd Gurley's a scumbag. And for my spread, I'm going to take the Kansas City Chiefs. It's a big spread, minus eight, against the Browns. I think the Browns, they're, they're in turmoil right now. No matter how decent Baker Mayfield has looked, no matter how much that team has improved – the Chiefs are the best team in the AFC still. I think that this is going to be a blowout. I predict the Chiefs to win by at least two scores. Kansas City minus eight. So you're saying by half the point? Because it's at eight and a half right now. I have it at eight. But yeah, gotcha. eight and a half works too. Take it at nine and a half for plus 110 for all I care. <laughs> all right, I'll get yeah, one think- done. Um, my spread, I'm taking Lions five and a half this week. I fucking love it. They'll cover like that. Hell. They'll cover that. And my over-under is Falcons-Redskins over 48 and a half. Okay. Falcons that's an, interesting, that's an interesting pick. I don't know how I feel about it one way or the other, but... All right. For, for spread for me, I'm taking the Packers and the six points. Um, you know, you, as we've seen a million times in his career, you don't give Aaron Rodgers that many points. Um, I just think with all the hype around this matchup, whoever wins it, it's going to come down to a field goal game winning drive. One, one of the two is going to either do it or not do it. Um, so I'm excited probably the best Sunday night football matchup wise game of the year so far. Um, and then for over under, I am actually going to hit the over on the Browns Chiefs over 51. I think the I agree with Tommy Buns that the Browns are in turmoil, but there is something to be said about pro teams the week after or the game after their coach has been fired. Mm -hmm. It is proven to be somewhat of a energy boost, whatever you want to call it. Teams, especially in basketball and football, tend to play better immediately after a coaching change. I don't know if this will result in the Browns covering. That's why I didn't touch it. But I think the Browns can put up 20, 24 points on this terrible Chiefs defense, who's on pace to be the worst statistical defense in NFL history. Just let that sink in for a second. Um, That's wild. But, yeah. So, um I, I, you know, I, the Chiefs could very well win 45-21. Um, so I just, I'm not saying the Chiefs won't cover. They perfectly have the firepower too. But I think the 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 Browns are going to put up some fight this week. I think they got a lot to prove. 
um, from out of the locker room, you know, from the players' standpoint. So, um, yeah, I think that I think the over hits in that fifty-one over fifty-one Browns Chiefs. Don't hate it. I like but, it. What do you got, Sully? Um, this is a really big spread, but I mean, once I say it, I think everyone will get it. Um, I'm taking the Nathan Peterman spread. Um, Bears <laughs> minus ten, I think it is. Um, yep, I have a minus Yeah, I mean, you really don't have to say much, much, much else than Nathan Peterman. I'm really glad I have the Bears defense in both my fantasies. Um, that's got to be at least 30 points. So, I mean, the, Mitch Trubisky has made me look really dumb. He's all of a sudden, he's like seventh in QBR this year. He's been like a top five quarterback the last five or six weeks statistically. Um, yeah, they got Cohen. They got everything. I mean, they're, they, they're going to put up their defense will score. Their defense could score more points than the Bills score more offensive points. And that's not a stretch of the imagination. Um, yeah, I think the Bears will win like 34 to like 7 or something. And NFL wide receivers have more touchdown passes this year than the Bills do. <laughs> that's, four that's, four that's, NFL wide receivers have passing touchdowns. The Bills have three passing touchdowns. Yeah, that, and they haven't had one in like... Four weeks, I don't think. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, you'll love to see that. And then for the over-under, last week I went at one and one I got I got screwed in the um the Browns the Browns Steelers game. I think I was like it was at like thirty something and then two touchdowns of three minutes to go, it, it went over. But I'm gonna take believe it or not the over in the Rams. The Saints, 59 and a half, but I mean, it's 30 a pop, but I, I'm going to take it. I mean, just too much offensive firepower and defenses that both have weaknesses. Um, the Saints pass defense and then the Rams rush defense. Um, it's going to be a high-flying game. I th- think it'll be in the 30s. Who knows? Maybe it'll be in the 40s. I mean, maybe 31-34. Um, might be close, but I, I think the over there, too much, too much talent offensively there. I don't. Interesting uh, movement on that spread, too. The Rams opened up as two-point underdogs and are now favored by a point on the road. So that line's been moving I was, a little bit I this do, week. I, I don't hate the Saints winning that game also, too. I think they will win that game. I was going to say Saints, whatever whatever the spread is. It'll probably be – say it won't go much higher than one and a half. I think that's no, probably yeah. the highest it'll go. I mean, it wouldn't be my best bet because I think the Rams are still better. But on the road, in the Dome – yeah, home underdogs, one to three point to home me, underdogs. That's that's a safe bet. It'll be a shootout. It'll be a shootout. So I mean, it could come down to whoever's last possession has the last possession. It, to me, it's just so scary taking like a uh, over like that. I mean, not that I haven't done it before, and not and I haven't won doing it before, but like you think about it, it's it's more than just like the how good the offenses or how bad the defenses are. Like no matter how good or bad the offense is, like you need to hit big plays a few yeah. times. To, for that, like you need you need a touchdown in like two minutes or something, you know, like a a, a six play or three play drive. Like you yeah, need a you I need just, a forty yard bomb a couple guys. times. Brandon Cooks, Robert Woods, Traquan Smith, Michael Thomas, Alvin Kamara, uh, Gurley. There's just too much talent. I think there will be a lot of those. I yeah, mean, I, I mean, I'm that's, Dave, that's what it, it just scares me. Like every time I I hear some shit like that, like even doing regular DraftKings, and I'm like, yeah, this is gonna be fucking huge and then it ends up biting me in the ass 90 percent of the time but it'll be a I, I, it'll I'm be a good weekend 
Yeah, it's going to be crazy. It'll be a great weekend of very exciting football. I believe that's the 425 game on Fox, the Saints and uh, Rams, and then the, we got the Patriots right after on Sunday night against the Packers. That's going to be a great day of Insane slate. Yeah, that's a crazy great slate. Day of football. Yeah, you know what has um, also been great has having the NBA back. Yes, having the NBA back. This is my favorite time of the year. Hell I love yeah. baseball. I love football. But when the NBA comes back and you get to see these guys go out there and do it again, you had Clay Thompson break Steph Curry's three-point record the other <laughs> night. Almost threes in a game with 14. Guy absolutely went off. They scored 92 points in the first half. Again, I mean, the Bulls, you got to give credit to the Bulls. The Bulls put up a ton of points in that game too. They had a crazy second half. I think they put up almost 70 in the second half. Well, they took out their starters. Fair. That's fair. But they were in for most of the third quarter. Yeah. But, um, yeah, there's a, lot, there's a lot of wild things going on. You got Derrick Rose. Um, Derrick Rose, 50 points. Yeah, that 50 points. That was, that, was, that was really cool to see. That was awesome. I mean, that's, you know, that's one of the reasons I watch. I mean, you know, we pretty much know the narrative of this season. So it's really you watch for things you unexpect in the regular season, like, whether it's Derek Rose going 50 or, you know, maybe the Nuggets can be the two seed or something like that. Like, who knows? The Nuggets look amazing. They're like, beating the crap out of the Cavs right now. They're up like 24 on the Cavs right now oh, in the fourth. Cold. I mean, so yeah, well, I, 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 I know, I know. But still, they're just like, they're what? They're, they'll be seven and one after tonight. But then you have on the opposite end of that, Jesus Christ, you got the Wizards one and six, Houston one and five, the Lakers three and five. I mean, there's some teams that should be something that are out there just laying tell, eggs every night. I'll tell you, Washington doesn't surprise me. It, it just doesn't shock me. Lakers neither. Because, like, the Lakers just... It is, and we saw it last year. Sully, we used to talk about it all the time. They just have no teamwork. It's just a collection of shooters who never want to pass the ball. They have no ball rotation. And it's showing again. And now that LeBron is just such a ball-dominant player... It's it's fucking up the rotation and everything else for these guys. Lonzo, I mean, what are they gonna do with Lonzo? Lonzo doesn't even look like looks like he belongs on that team right now. Uh, I think their ball rotation has been a lot better, honestly. I think what they're missing is shooters. I think, as opposed to last year with Ball, Rondo, and LeBron, they have a lot of facilitators and they don't have an, as much shooters. But the competition they've place they've versed is very tough you know the the chemistry is not where it will be but i mean there's no way i'm worried about what? the lakers um like the three and five like they got tough games you know like it's what's gonna happen with the lakers like they kept they lost the first three people freaked out then people they went one two or a couple in a row people overreacted people are gonna constantly overreact and underreact LeBron, yeah yeah i think i think the lakers will be like a four or five seed honestly i think they'll be more than good, better than some people think. Like six at worst, I think. Um, Houston, I'd be very wary because Carmelo Anthony is very bad at basketball, and finally people are realizing <laughs> it. Um, finally, Dave's realizing it. I'm happy. Um, you know, I, I mean, mean, he hasn't been this bad. I'm defending him two, three years ago. This is a different player than two, three I mean, years. Last ago. year he wasn't good though. Last year he was awful. This year he's even worse. I mean, but I'm just saying, like for the Carmelo believers, like. He's been progressively worse every year. He had like four years ago, he was putting up like twenty with the Knicks or four or five years ago, and then every year it's just worse, worse, worse. Now he's just—he's not even playable. He's a ball stopper. He can't shoot. 
he, he I mean, he, he can't defend. He can't do anything. Like, he re- literally can't do anything. He can make two threes at 30% or 35%. That's it. I mean, I'd really be worried if I'm Houston. I think they could be a six or seven seed. I mean, uh, like, you'll, I mean, I you'll lose Ariza and Mute. I mean, you're replacing with Melo. How do you get better? I mean, unless they got, like, Jimmy Butler or something. The Thunder, I think, should also be scared. Um, they're not a good team. They're they're not as good as people think. Yeah. I mean, Westbrook I mean, is. Go, uh, they got yeah. Russell Westbrook, so you know. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I think they may miss the playoffs. They're human double double. Um. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, Mister Inefficient. <laughs> going back to the Lakers, Saul. What I meant when LeBron's in there and he's crashing into when he's going down and the defense crashes on him, the ball rotation is great. Because everybody, he could kick it out to somebody, then make an extra pass. But as soon as LeBron is out the game, you see Kuzma, just not one pass, go chuck up a three. Hart, I mean, he's been good. Lonzo, and I agree with you too. They they don't have the shooters to make shit happen outside of Ingram and Kuzma. Because Lonzo's shot is fucking shot. So... I don't know. It's got it's gotten better. I mean, it's got it has gotten better though. I think I think they're a team that'll get a lot better as the year goes on. Though I don't uh, like. You think they'll make the playoffs? Oh, of course. I don't think they'll make the Western Conference Finals. No, that's fair. That's fair. I mean, I think if you ask, if you properly would rate them, I'd say it's losing in the second round of Western playoffs. I mean, I yeah. I just people that say they're not going to make the playoffs. I just have you not read this script before with LeBron. Yeah, that's he's got game. he's got young talent. I mean, I love Josh Hart. We know my Nova boy, killing it. Yeah, I think they. Yeah, I agree. I think first round first round exit is their ceiling, or first round playoff win is their ceiling. Dave, what do you think about your boy, um, Nikola Jokic? Dude, guy's killing it. He gets no respect where he's at. None, bro. Not like, none. I mean, like, what if if imagine if Russell Westbrook did what he did. There would be people jerking off in the streets over that shit. <laughs> like, it's just such it, – I don't get it. Like, he, he does everything on offense to perfection. Like, in some – it's not even like every day he's not even the leading scorer. They have other facilitators. The other day he had a triple-double that was like 12, 13, and a 12. Like, it, the guy just fucking is the ultimate team player in that sense. Like, he can still affect the game in so many ways, and it doesn't have to stuff the stat sheet. Like – to an extent like that. And he's efficient as fuck. Like, that's what... Efficiency, efficiency, efficiency. I love it. And he he might be the most efficient superstar in the NBA. And he's the anti-Russell Westbrook. And everyone knows how much I hate Russell Westbrook because of how inefficient he is. And that Jokic is the, is the guy that's the opposite of that. And I just... I love this Denver team. Uh, I was high on them before, so they could be as high as a three seed. Um, and I think they're they're finally showing their colors. And Jamal Murray is going to be a superstar this year, possibly an all star if he gets enough fan love. Um, and I think how is Denver's- he going to be an all star though? I love Jamal Murray, but I just think you're really smoking the stuff there with Jamal. I mean, the amount of guards, and I mean now you got LeBron. Well, that's there. what I'm saying. Needs the you fan love. T- CJ McCollum isn't an all star. CJ McCollum's better than him, and he hasn't been an all star ever. Like he might not be this year. C.J. McCollum, he might not be better than Murray this year. I, what is what is Murray putting up this year? I mean, nah, I'm, not saying, to, year. I'm he's, not saying to I'm not saying to date. I'm saying he's got he's playing when, well when all said and done. 
He's he's averaging yeah, I mean, sixteen points. Yeah, Murray's having a great year, but yeah. like I'm not saying that. I'm saying when all said and done this year, we I mean, could you got very the whole you got the whole Warriors roster. You got I mean, you got so many guards. You got Harden. You got Westbrook. You got Paul. There's just so many. You got you got Lillard. There's just so many guards. There's no. I'm giving a zero percent chance he makes he makes the All Star team. Like maybe one percent chance. That's what, what I said. I'm I'm saying he could play well enough to deserve it, but not get the fan love, which is fifty percent of the vote. I don't think he would deserve it because he's not gonna he's not gonna play better than guys like Chris Paul and Harden and, and Clay Thompson. I mean, Jimmy Butler's so another far. Jimmy Butler, Paul George. Like these guys are all better than him. Like I, I like I love him too. I really do. I mean, Demar Derozan. There's another shooting guard. He's averaging I mean, twenty eight, eight and six. I see your point, but I think what Dave is trying to say is there's a potential. Like at, at this point, right now, through these seven games, he's outplayed Thompson. Will it happen throughout the whole year? Maybe not. But it, he's outplayed a, who? He's outplayed Clay Thompson. Besides no, he has, Clay Thompson, has not. Bro, he's played better than. Besides Clay's, Clay Thompson, Clay, one, yeah, the last week Clay's turned it on. He was yeah. pretty terrible. The first couple. No, weeks. he was terrible the first four or five days, but to this point, he's not outplayed Clay he Thompson. Had one huge game where Jamal's been a little co- more consistent than him is what I'm saying. Yeah, he he has, but I mean, I, there's just I I love him too. I'm just saying there's just way too much talent. If he was in the East, I would agree with you, but I, in in the West, I mean, there's just there's just and Donovan Mitchell is another shooting guard that's better than him. I just named six shooting guards that are better than him, like. Even if but we would have said we would have said the same thing about Donovan Mitchell last year, and now he's uh, the third or fourth best shooting guard yeah, but in the that West. Was Donovan, that, that's different. This is this is Murray's third year. The, Murray's third year. That was Mitchell's. Mitchell came out of nowhere. I mean, Murray. We know what Jamal Murray is, and I expect he's going to progress. Like he, he is progressing, but he's not progressing at a superstar level. He's not. I mean, look at what I, Oladipo did. He went from a role player to a superstar in in uh, three weeks. Yeah. I see good progression from him. I just, I don't think, I don't, I mean, like in a few years, maybe he'll be a superstar, but I don't, like, what was he, like nine points the first year, 12 points, 13 points last year. Now he's at like 16. He's making good steps. But if you want to be a superstar, like that's like something I don't toss around. That's like eight or 10 guys in the NBA. I'd say maybe 10 guys. Like, I don't know. I'm yeah, not saying I, it's I, likely. I'm just saying. Watch out for him. He's going to but be an all-star caliber point. player but, this but year. But all in all, I'm with you on the Nugget train. I, I, and Gary Harris. I, and that's another. I, I, Gary Harris is a stud. Gary Harris isn't as sexy as Jamal Murray, but he's better as of right now. Gary Harris is killing it. He's putting up over 20 points a game. Like he had a great low-key year last year. Like Gary Harris really gets no love, and and he needs mm-hmm. to. I don't know. Someone needs to check his numbers. That guy's been. Out of control. They don't. They haven't had Will Barton. They haven't had what's his name, Michael Porter. If he comes back, I think they could be up to the two seed possibly. Paul Millsap's healthy. It's a it's a great, exciting team. Yeah, and they're all in there for for a while. They're all yeah, locked I, in. I really do like it. I mean, Mason Plumlee. He's probably the best, one of the best backup centers. Yeah, he's making a lot though. He's their one bad contract. No, he is a bad contract. But if you have, I guess, I guess you could consider Millsap a bad contract too. Millsap's still serviceable, but he's no max player. Yeah, yeah, he's no max player. I, yeah, I think in the year or two it'll be more of a bad con. Now he can still he's like the he's like a glue guy that they missed down the stretch last year. He's just defender, stretch it, stretch the floor. Hey, hey guys, I have a I have a question. Um, are you are you ready? Oh, I'm ready. 
Are you, are you, are you sure are you ready? Definitely ready. Because we're going to play today in sports history, guys. Are you ready to play some trivia? <laughs> some Anthony, trivia. Andy, we're going to have to fill you in. I don't know if you heard the big news, but Sully's streak ended. And, no uh, way. No. I got <laughs> half a question right. I got half a point. Out of five. Apparently, so, Anthony, when you were growing up in school, would you round point five up to one or zero? I, I just... Just, just curious. I mean, you, what you they do rounded. round up. You do round up, but it's not a full question. So I, I was know, arguing guys. that we're not rounding at all. What we're, was the What was exactly. the question? What was the What was the question? I got what I got half right again. Dude, I don't remember what I had for lunch. You expect yeah, me yeah. to remember a question I asked but, you three no, weeks I, ago? <laughs> I think I think it was it was something that like on the it was either a lot of guesses or something. I I got it right. It was just. Yeah, you did, yeah, but so I, like I didn't get the question wrong. I got the question right, but somehow it turned into half a point. But well, you know, so you have a chance to to, to well, we'll we'll share it up this week just to make sure. Yeah. All right. In 1987, this first baseman won the American League Rookie of the Year after hitting 49 home runs at 118. Mark Yup. Yep. God damn it. Damn. <laughs> <laughs> okay. In 1962, this player scored 72 points in an NBA game. It was the Will fourth. Chamberlain. Yep. Yeah, that's, that's such fucking a, that easy. Was such a game. Yeah. In 1974, this player was traded to the Milwaukee Brewers. Melyat. Nope. That's a tough one. You're only gonna yeah, give us a player traded. He was to- traded from a team in the NL East. Traded from a team in the NL East to the Milwaukee Brewers in 1974. Tom Seaver. Nope. He had a historic career. No, he was traded to the... Wait, wait. The NL East to... The Milwaukee Brewers. He was a pitcher? Nolan Ryan. Nope. He was a a field player. He played the fields. He was not a pitcher. He was a player. He played the field. He was a player. He played the field. Was he a switch hitter, too? Uh, I... I (laughs) All right. So, NL East traded to the Brewers... You almost um, got me, Dave. <laughs> he didn't get that. Um, 74. 74. He, he held a record, in a, a very significant record hey, in Garrett. baseball. Fuck, yeah. Aaron. Fuck. 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 All right. In 1966, God this damn. pitcher became the first three-time Cy Young winner. Warren Spahn. Nope. Uh, Bob Gibson. Nope. Nolan Ryan. Nope. 1966. Oh, Ryan right. was a fucking semen on a towel in fucking 1966. Carlton Fisk or some shit? No, it was a pit. It was a Cy Young. <laughs> he, was a, he was a hitter, Carlton. I know. I know. I'm just throwing shit out there. Uh, uh, pitcher. Uh, Whitey Ford. Nope. Oh, you said no Yankees. Fuck. Played in the National League. Sandy Koufax. Yep. That was God a good damn. one, yeah. Dude, I'm fucking shot right now. All, All right. right we're going to go football here. In 1959, this future Pro Football Hall of Famer and running back. Jim Brown. Ran- yep. Uh, <laughs> damn it. There was one running, running back then. <laughs> <laughs> okay. In 1924, this team became the first American team to join the NHL. New York Rangers. Nope. Some Bruins. Yep. I didn't even pay attention to the question. But there were only three guesses. I know. Next. I, I wasn't going to get it anyway. So Ooh, I just, this is a I good one. I was watching the game on. This is a good one. 
Anthony, so the, alive? Are you out bro, there? Bro, I'm alive. I'm just, by the, by the time, like, he's not even finishing it. You're just it's throwing it out. tied at three right now? Yeah, me, yeah. yeah, we're tied at three right now. So, this player mm-hmm. won the American League Triple Crown by batting 356 with 36 home runs and 136 RBIs in 1942. Joe DiMaggio. Nope. 19 what? Uh, Gary. 42. Ted Williams, Ted Williams. It is Ted Williams. Ted Williams. Oh. Uh, that's obviously but the next here's a, here's, a, here's a bonus question. He did not win the AL MVP that year. It was, it was a pitcher on the New York Yankees. Bob Feller. Nope. Don Larson. Nope. I'm so shot right now. Anthony, give us Ron. something. I'm dead. I don't know. I don't know what to say. It was it was Joe Gordon. That was just a little bonus. Gee, oh, was no a, one oh, was getting yeah, Joe. Yeah, Gordon. Was no fucking way. I, mean, yeah, I was just thinking like, nice. if it was Jeff Gordon, I mean, I would get Jeff Gordon, but not Joe Gordon. All right, it is the last question. In I'm 19, four three right now. Nineteen ninety seven. This player became the sixth player in history to be unanimous, unanimously voted as American League Rookie of the Year. Derek Jeter. Ken Griffey Jr. Alex Rodriguez. A-Rod. A-Rod. Nope. Fuck. Um, 1997. 97? No. No, Barry Bonds was earlier than that. Uh, he had 209 hits, 11 triples, and 68 multi-hit games. Ichiro Suzuki. Nope. He also had a 30-game hitting streak. Manny Ramirez. Nope. Uh, He's an American League Rookie of the Year. It was an Ortiz. What? Vlad Guerrero? Nope. No, it's National League. Yeah, that was not. He was actually. Oh, yeah. guys, you guys are going to feel dumb when you don't when you when you get this. Shut up. Hold on. I'm just thinking of my backyard baseball 2001 team right now. I'm thinking if you. <laughs> um, two, this guy so was like, definitely in that game. Shit. Albert Bell. Cal Ripken. Yes, got it. Nope. No. Cal Ripken, 97. He was like 38 years old. No, I I just. <laughs> Um, was a Palmero, right? right? Nope. No, Palmero is not. Uh, no more Garcia Parra? Yes, no more Garcia Parra. Damn it! Oh, yo, that was the one of the other fucking princes of the, the only in that game. Other of the three shortstops we yeah, didn't name. I know. I was thinking. I was like, I figured that would have been like that's like my game, and I'm like Raul Mondesi. No, Sammy Sosa. No, <laughs> Raul Mondesi crossed my mind too. Yeah, yeah, Nomar, the 1997 unanimous AL Rookie of the Year. All comes full circle with the Red Sox, folks. <laughs> but All right. I, they, I need that bounce back week, 5-3 to 0. Fucking, yeah, Ooh, I, next week, I'm going to come yeah, very prepared. Anthony, that's tough, that was bro. You know, I, you know I think it is. I, you just, you know, you haven't been with the big boys. You know, you haven't yeah, been with us for a I while. Haven't. I haven't been here, man. I'm not gonna lie, this I was a little rusty. Beat. What the Sometimes beat? You, you gotta knock the, the the rust off, you know. Yeah, honestly, we're, we're we're at this point, we're we're answering them before Tom even finishes the questions. So. Yeah, <laughs> no, you guys are fucking. The Jim ready. Brown question. I was gonna say it right when I was at 1959. I just yeah. felt like a dick for saying it. I knew that's what it was. I just I wanted at least you at least get to running back. <laughs> <laughs> well, Dave, hit him with those handles. Uh, we're going to Twitter and we're following at Bleacher underscore fan, Facebook at Bleacher Fan Sports, and Instagram at Bleacher Fan. Reyes, it was good to have you back. We look forward to having you back every week. Sully, Jones, it's always fun. Guys, we will see you next week. Bye.